on the top of page Reish Chav Zayin, 227, and we're just speaking about that the Koyach of Gili, the power of revelation, comes from a very high source. And we gave a lot of examples about this, that when you have a very, very great sage, that his nature is just to be into himself, um, and not to give over to another person, not to teach. Um, but when he experiences a very intense intense flow from the source of his intellect and he understands a very deep concept he can't stop himself from giving over to somebody else so you see that the reason for his giving over comes from the the intense revelation which he's experiencing from a deep part of himself very high level of intellect um, and so too the gili of malchus comes from a very high level like it says your malchus meaning malchus dein seif is the malchus cholam is the source which gives the ability for malchus to go down and enliven all the worlds and we said this and we understood more by the idea of the written Torah, Torah and the oral Torah. Even though the written Torah obviously is on a lot higher level than the oral Torah, which is transmitted by the sages, nevertheless, the, the main revelation of the will of Hashem is only through the oral Torah. And Hashem wants, what is Hashem's ultimate will, is that there should be a revelation of His will, that we should, and we should do His will. And the only way that that's possible is through the oral Torah. So we see that the Gili of the oral Torah is an, a higher level higher source than the written Torah. And that's, as it's known, that the Tanoim and Amiroim, only through their intense self-nullification to Hashem were they able to reach that high level to know the true will of Hashem. So to the, the Gili of Malchus, Sharsha the Maile Yeser, is, its root is actually in a very high level. And it's similar to the idea of, uh, of Moshe Rabbeinu, that it's an Anoichi Ayyem Picha, that only the level of Anoichi allowed Moshe, which is Hashem's very essence, allowed Moshe to have this power of revelation to speak and so then we just ended off by saying that by Mount Teira it says that why did Moshe, where did Moshe have the ability to speak from Mount Teira like it says but seemingly the whole idea of Moshe not speaking was actually a good quality he was in such a state of bitl of receiving from above he wasn't, he wasn't able to give over any expression to his, to his yeshis of hashpa hashpa giving over is always an expressive yeshis so so seemingly, by most people, the lack of speech shows that they're, something, they're missing something inside of themselves. There's something wrong with them in their inner powers, in their mind or their heart. There's something wrong with their, the way that they're, um, they need to fix something within themselves. But not by Moshe, obviously, his lack of speech is because of his high-level bitl. And all the Jewish people were uplifted by Mount Teira because they experienced the revelation of Hashem's very essence. So, so too, obviously, by Moshe was uplifted. So how can we say that he was brought about this power of speech or seemingly shows on a descent from his level of bitl. Now he's able to express his yeshes. How does that make sense? The top of the page. So the explanation is, The fact that Meshach should not have the ability to speak and they reveal himself, that actually is drawn down from a lot higher level, like we were saying before. And also, don't think that this is taking away from his state of bitl, because we just said before that dibur is an expressive yeshes. Even in the level of bitl that Meish was experiencing, now when he's able to speak and express himself, this is actually a higher level of bitl now too. When he was in a level of his usual, meaning his natural level of bitl, of chokhmah, it was impossible for him to express himself and to give over this idea of speech. Because it can't have two opposites. You can't have the state of total bittal receiving, being an empty vessel receiving from above, and then also at the same time, express your yeshes. That's two opposites. 
but when he was uplifted by the giving of the Torah to even higher level bittul, Yeshemer bittul the Kesser Chulun. In parentheses it says we can say that this is the bittul not just of Chachma, which is Moshe's natural level, but Nachnu Mo, the state of Koyachma, bittul of Chachma, but rather he was uplifted to the level of bittul of Kesser, which is the level which totally transcends the chain of creation. Then he could have the ability to even be in a state of giving over of speech. Meaning he could have two opposites now because he's he's at a level where there is where basically all these different ideas of definitions of opposites don't exist at that level. So therefore he can be in that state of very high level of nullification to Hashem and at the same time also expression of Deber. And the truth is that when you're on that level of Bittal of Kesser, even your giving over and your speech is not in a state, is not really a Yeshus, and therefore it's not two opposites here, really. As it's known from the Baal Shem that he prayed to Hashem and asked Hashem that even in the state, when he was in a state of Elias Neshama, when his soul was experiencing a elevation and connecting back to the spiritual realms, which usually when you're in that state, in such a level of bittal of receiving from above, you can't talk, you can't give over any, any expression to your yeshes. That he asked from Hashem that even when he's in that state, he should be able to answer to a person in this world who was asking him something and asking him a matter of Avedis uh, Hashem or whatever. Meaning he should he had he wanted to have this ability to be at the state of Bittal and the state of talking at the same time. Shazem Elian, this this ability comes from a very, very high level. And from it stems from an even higher level of Bittal. should have these two opposites together. What's able to join two opposites together? Only a level which totally transcends these two ideas of of this total bittul and this total idea of giving over. And similar to the difference between the tribes, the twelve tribes, and Yosef. The tribes chose to be shepherds in order that the worldly matters would not bother them from their connection to Hashem. Shepherds are just off to themselves in nature. They have nothing to do with, um, uh, you know, jobs, with worrying about with worrying about money, with worrying about all these different worldly matters. They are separate from the world. Therefore, they chose that in order not to bother them from their connection to Hashem. In order to be in a state of total merkava of a chariot, which a chariot has no will of its own besides the will of its um, rider, they wanted to be a total chariot to Hashem and a total self nullification to Hashem. Therefore, they separated themselves off in seclusion in fields where their people people aren't present, so they should be able to be and without bothered from their connection, the constant state of connection to Hashem. The Yasef, but Yasef, on the other hand, was on the total opposite. He was a king of Egypt, the viceroy of Egypt, and he was actually the one that was the leader of all of everything that was happening in Egypt. All business matters, all money matters, all the, the, the rations and everything they were saving. But Yasef, who he was the master over all of Egypt. And at that very time, at the same time, he was a total chariot and totally nullified to godliness. Two opposites together, seemingly. Because the Shvatim, the tribes, were, they were a divine chariot. For the world of Bria, their neshamis were only uh, sourced, were rooted in this level of, of Bria. 
That even though they were in a state of total self-nullification to godliness, nevertheless, they still had a connection to the world. And that is the idea of Bria. Bria is the first level of creation, the first level which starts to feel a sense of yesha. So even though they were a total self-nullification, but they were nullified to a level which still had a feeling of self, a little bit of feeling of its own identity. And therefore the world still took place, it still had somewhat of an importance, and therefore it bothered them from their connection to Hashem. So that's why they had to separate themselves into seclusion to be able to experience a true connection. But Yosef had a higher level bittel, not just a bittel from the world of Bria, he experienced level bittel to even higher than, than, than any connection to world, and therefore all worldly matters didn't have any importance to him at all, and didn't bother him at all. So therefore worldly matters were not on a level where, that they could actually bother him, that they could... Um, Disturb him from his connection because they were they didn't take up any space by him. Therefore, he had the ability to be involved in the worldly things at the same time, not taking away from his connection to Hashem. As I explained in another place, this is an analogy for the idea of Das Elyon, the higher level knowledge, the higher perspective of Hashem. There's two levels of Das Elyon, Das Tachnin. Das Tachnin is that the world exists yet. Yet it's totally nullified to Hashem because it's created by Him every moment. Thus, Elyon is Hashem's perspective, or the perspective of godliness that transcends the worlds. That the world doesn't exist in the first place; it's totally nullified within Hashem's within Hashem's infinite um, energy. So this is a marshal. This idea of Yosef is a marshal for Das Elyon. The the multitude of thoughts of worldly matters doesn't don't bother, don't disturb on that level of Das Elyon. When a person's experiencing basically the perspective from above, Hashem's perspective, the world doesn't exist in the first place, and therefore doesn't have any importance, and therefore can't bother any thoughts about in Yanaya Ilam, can't bother a person, can't disturb him from his connection to Hashem. And so too, we can apply this to Moshe, the Davke Kasher Specifically, when he was uh, uplifted to a higher level at the giving of the Torah and experiencing the revelation of Anoichi, of Hashem's essence. That is when he had the ability to give over, to start speaking. So it wasn't that meaning he experienced a level of revelation of godliness that transcended Yeshus and Bittel, basically transcended both these states, and therefore he had he could bring them both together. He could bring together the state of total Bittel and the state of giving over of revelation, and it didn't. And the revelation basically didn't bother him from his connection because it wasn't an expression of Yeshus really, and the world didn't bother him anymore. It doesn't disturb him when you're at that level of Bittu. But Derech Zayyubin, so so too will understand, similar to this will understand, that the idea of revelation of Malchus, which is, that's the whole idea of Malchus, it's the revelation of every sphere. It's the lowest level of the sphere, but it brings about the revelation of that sphere. So the revelation of Malchus does not show on a lowliness on a lack that Malchus has, rather it stems from the, a very high level of godliness, a lot higher level. Um, because the ultimate purpose, Hashem's ultimate purpose in creation is that there should be a revelation of godliness. Uh, there should be a revelation of uh, divinity that, be able, that should be able to create the lower worlds, the creator worlds of B'yotir 
That's what Hashem wanted. So we can't say that when you're filling Hashem's will, the ultimate purpose to have this revelation, that it's on a lower level. You're, this is what the ultimate will of Hashem is. It's on a higher level. And only through the creation of these lower worlds of which come through a revelation of Malchus, can the ultimate purpose of creation be fulfilled. In like the Medrash says, that Hashem's desire is to have a dwelling place in the lower realms, meaning in the worlds, the created worlds of Biyah. In order that this purpose should be fulfilled, there has to be first created, a creation of the Tachtanim, of the lower realms, which are the created worlds. This, can only, this is only possible from Malchus, which has the Malchus called Malchus Kalilamim, to create all the worlds. And also the revelation of Hashem's infinite energy, which is how you fulfill that purpose to reveal His essence in this world. That revelation of that divine, that that um, infinite essence is only through Malchus, the channel of revelation. Because only the only way to channel that infinite energy in a way where it should be received in an inner and internalized way in the world is only through Malchus. It's the channel for revela- revelation. All revelation only comes about when it's in, received in an internal way. And also the true revelation is only when the it becomes revealed, the this this ability, this power of Malchus itself. another place, which the power of Malchus itself is the idea of revelation and its, its source in the highest level of godliness. And therefore, the revelation of Malchus is actually drawn down from a very high level of godliness, which transcends all of creation. As it says in Yitzchayim, the writings of the of the the writings of the Arizal, written by, written down by a student, the source of Malchus comes from a level called the head which does not know which is referring to a level which totally transcends all of creation, is the inner core of Kesser, um, which is totally transcends all the Tesfiris, the nine spheres which are above Malchus. And now we come back to how can we say that um, the Jewish people, the Knesset Israel, which is referring to Malchus, is called Tamosi because it's Matemes and Mashlemes. Um, it completes the higher spheres. How can Malchus, the lowest sphere, bring about a completion, a state of a higher quality to the higher spheres above it? That is why Malchus um, brings a state of completion to the higher spheres. Completes the higher spheres of um, the higher nine spheres. Because the ultimate purpose of the higher spheres, the test spheres above it, the nine spheres above it, is the Hainu, the ultimate purpose, basically, in the emanation of the ten, all the ten spheres of the world of Atilas, is in order that they should be brought into existence, the lower worlds of and that ultimately there should be the revelation of Hashem's essence within those lower worlds. And This can only be fulfilled and completed through Malchus, the source of all revelation. And that is why Malchus brings a state of completion to those higher spheres. Because specifically through Malchus, the state of revelation is they're brought into a state of completion. Hashem's ultimate purpose and true purpose, and His essential purpose, meaning the purpose of Hashem, all meaning all the way back in His very essence. What does Hashem in His essence want? 
a state of revelation of godliness within the lower world, which is only possible through Malchus. In the parentheses, just like the ten spheres in general are called tikunim, which are, when it comes to the word tikun, fixing. Um, as it's written in Tehir, the mimer entitled and the analogy, the ten spheres, the analogies for the ten spheres, why are they called tikunim, fixing? Because just like the ten faculties of the soul, the soul is mistakenes, so to say, decorates herself and is fixed through these ten spheres. It, the soul is able to express itself through these ten spheres. And this is specifically, especially true through Malchus, that Malchus fixes, brings a state of completion to the higher spheres because it allows them to become expressed and to reveal their true purpose. And this is now explaining the verse we brought before, that I, the very essence of Hashem, is what brings about the completeness in the Amuna Yisrael, Amuna, we said before, referring to Malchus, the lowest sphere. Just like Amuna experiences no revelation from the higher spheres, it's just a simple faith without any knowledge or feeling. Malchus, he Amuna. Malchus is Shlemi Amuna, that which brings about completeness, but the state of Amuna, Yisrael, um, because Malchus brings about a completeness in the higher spheres, which is hinted to in the word Yisrael, Yisrael Dela. And the potential to bring about this completeness state, it comes from the, with the first word in the verse, the very essence of godliness, like we said before. And now we're answering the other question we said before. Um, how can we, we talk about this idea of the unification of Kuchabrichu Shkinta, of Kuchabrichu Hashem and Hashkina? If these are both levels of godliness, they're both elikos, like we said before, according to the explanation of the. Ramban, I think. So, how can we talk about a so uh, a unification? Unification implies there's two separate levels, whereas these are both levels of godliness. So, so nevertheless, we can still say that there's a unification between kuchabichu shchinta, Hashem and his shchida, which shchida is malchus. Because nevertheless, the truth is that malchus, the level of malchus, is its whole idea is yesh. Is, is basically its own identity, has its own identity, and that's why its whole purpose, its whole mahus essence is revelation, which is the idea of yeshus. And it's not an essential light, which is totally always attached to the essence. And therefore, we can say that there's a, we could talk about this as a unification between basically Hashem's essence and the level of Malchus, because even though Malchus is rooted, its ability of revelation comes from a high source, but it in and of itself is on this state, this level of yeshus, of revelation. Because only a godly energy, which is not essential, which is not always connected back to the essence, can be a source for for the created worlds which feel their own existences. And that's the idea of Malchus. And Kuchibrichu, which is the first level which you're unifying Malchus to Shekhinah with, is referring to the Zod, the Midas of Atzilus, Yisrael de Leila, like we said before, who Bechinas Gili, ain't safe. Um, so, which is a revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem. That's this za of Atzilus. It's, it's basically it refers to the, the revelation of Hashem's infinite energy. Therefore, we, there has to be the state of the unification between that revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, the Eden Seif, with the Shechina, 
which is with Malchus, meaning that we want to bring about a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem into the, the essential light of Hashem into Malchus, um, into Malchus, which will bring about eventually the revelation of that infinite energy within all the worlds. Like we said before, Malchus is the channel which can bring about that revelation in an internalized way within the worlds. And also another reason why we want to have this is because in order to arouse this ability, this power of revelation which Malchus has within itself, is only through, comes about through the revelation of Zah, of the the infinite energy of Hashem above it. As it's known, the analogy to understand this, that the revelation of the Kayach of Gili of Malchus comes from Zah, from the power of growth that's within the earth, the power of vegetation, it only exists within the earth, which the earth is always a muscle for Malchus. Um, and not within the heavens, meaning how can you grow something only by planting it within the earth and not just by leaving it out in the air? Um, even though the earth is the lowest and um, basically inanimate, but it has the, pow- the power of growth, which is an expression of the Ein Saif, making something grow from nothing. So, but the only way that this power of growth, which is a, basically a power of revelation, revealing that which was concealed within the seed, so how does this power of revelation become revealed? Only through the rain which falls from the Shemaim, from the heavens, which is a muscle for Zah. Like it says in the verse, well, only when the rain um, and the snow falls from the heaven, and it quenches the thirst of the earth, and causes the earth to give birth and to sprout. On the next page now, of Reish Chavches, 228, so too, the revelation, the revelation of the power, the arousal of the power of revelation that Malchus has is only through Shacha, um, through a um, through an influx of divine energy from the level of Zah, from the Indian safe. And that's why it's that's why the whole purpose of all of our Tayyid Mitzvahs and in in general of our of our beings, of our creation, of being this world, is expressed in this idea of the unification of the Kuchibichu, of the revelation of Hashem's infinite energy into Shinam to into Malchus. Both to bring about a revelation of that infinite energy within creation and also to reveal the ability of revelation that Malchus has. And in the parentheses saying, it says that this is referring to the unification of the of the creation of the world, and of the giving of the Torah, meaning these two, these two ideas. The revelation, the unification of Kuchibichu which is at the creation of the world, which happened at the creation of the world, that is the idea of bringing about the revelation of Hashem's infinite essence within creation. That's the first idea we're talking about when, of the Yichu and the second idea of bringing about the revelation of Malchus, bringing about this power of revelation within Malchus, arousing that power, was brought about at the giving of the Torah, which Hashem revealed his Anoichi, his infinite essence within Malchus, and that is what caused Moshe to have that ability to speak, revealed that power of Malchus within Moshe, as explained in another place. We'll stop there, and the top of the next paragraph, the top of the page of Rish Kavches.